Welcome to the Acrojack Podcast, episode 17, Florida State Edition. All right, we're back. 17. Episode 17. It's a big one. It's a big one because we have very important things to discuss today, and I know we're behind because we do this once a week, and the day that we do it on just doesn't really track... um, to be like breaking anything but we're gonna talk about it anyway or i'm gonna talk about it and if you you know if you feel like you need to butt in at some point um you know I'll feel free twerk my way into the conversation so so we're I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna lay this out we are going to 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 take a hard stand on this florida state discussion uh or or i am um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with this this business that everybody in the media is trying to per- like oh you know it's a tough decision and it's not no it's not it's not a tough decision there's a right decision and there's a wrong decision it's not a tough decision it's not a hard thing to decide um, anyone trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the committee is wrong. Um, it's 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 I don't know how you can how you can look at the guidelines and say that yeah it's you know it's good it's all good that you know they 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 made the decisions based on based on how they uh how they're supposed to with the with the guidelines that they themselves like laid out for everything um <clears throat> so I'll start with the guidelines so Specifically, the part of the guidelines that say that the committee is not here to make projections. They're here to pick the best teams. Well, if they're not here to make projections, why are we projecting that because Florida State isn't, doesn't have their starting quarterback, that they wouldn't be able to, to win a game? Because that's specifically uh, what, they, what the anonymous committee member said was, well, we kept coming back to do we think that they can win a national title with the pieces that they currently have, and and we just don't think they could. That's that's damn near a direct quote. Well, which is a projection. That's 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 entirely <laughs> All it is. antithetical to like your entire purpose. You even saying that comment means that you are already wrong. You're already doing it wrong. Um, Before so, you get into the guidelines of the committee. I know we talked about it on the phone the other day. Who, if you remember or haven't pulled up, who are the committee members and what are their occupations? So, okay. So here we go. So first of all, you've got the chairman of the committee, uh, Boo Corrigan. Um, he was, he was AD at, or no, he's the current AD at NC State. Um but what's interesting about Boo Corrigan, which we talked about earlier, is his connection with his brother, I think. Brother or brother-in-law, one of the two. Tim Corrigan. I feel like it was by family. Who just happens to be a VP at ESPN. We all know that ESPN, ESPN, uh, and the SEC are very, very tight. There, there's a lot of money that um, gets 
made by the SEC because of ESPN. There's a lot of money that gets made by ESPN because of the SEC. We know that that's the case. We now know that Tim Corrigan, VP at ESPN, is the brother of the chairman of the CFP committee. So, you know, I'm not not saying that there's collusion, but <clears throat> there might be some collusion there. don't want to make any libelous accusations, but certainly uh, the evidence does not look great. Um, so the rest of the committee members. So you got a few coaches, uh, Jim Grobe, former coach. She's got a career losing record. Um, you got a couple ADs, including mind you, the athletic director of Michigan who will be playing Alabama in the playoff. So, you know, definitely, Definitely nothing going on there, you know, for sure. Right. Um, then you got a couple of people. Most of the people is ads and and coaches and stuff. But you got a couple of people. You have um. You have the, the this this lady, and I'm sure she's a, a, a nice lady. But but the qualifications. Um, she she's 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 a former college football writer. And a current professor at Montclair State University. What state's that in? Uh, that's a good question. So, she she's a she she's a former writer for for uh, for um, college football. But I mean, we're we're not talking about any kind of coaching experience or, or AD experience or anything like that. I'm not gonna say she's unqualified, but I just there's not enough there for me to say that you know that's a great <clears throat> pick. You've got a uh, you got Rod West, who's the uh, group president for utility operations for Entergy. Okay. So you know, how's okay? Don't that, that's a good question. I see what you're getting at, and that's a yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. I I have the same I have the same question. Uh, the K State athletic directors on the board or, or on the committee. Um, you get Will Shields, who he's a former All American offensive lineman, um, Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely spent you know some time in the league. Currently um, runs a gym in Kansas City. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I just wonder, you wonder how, how, much, how much college football, not necessarily Well, I wonder how much, college, how much investment how much there attention. is. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, how do you, how much do you pay attention to this? Yeah. How invested are we? Because the eight, the fucking, uh, I can guarantee you, the the Michigan AD who's sitting on the committee, he's invested. Oh, 100%. He's invested. Uh, Boo Corrigan, the chairman, he's invested. Rod West is invested because he's collecting money off some, off some light bills, bud. Well, that's probably true. So, yeah, I just, uh, the, the, the committee thing I just want to touch on, you know, for a short, for a short period of time. I mean, that was, you know, it's just one of those things I was looking at and I was like, you know, some of these people 
I'm sure they're great people. I'm not trying to talk trash about them or anything like that. It's just I'm curious as to like what your role on this committee is as like because I mean I mean I mean I understand former player you know whatever like some of these people are glorified fans. I mean they're absolutely. I mean. I just, you know, which at the end of the day isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing, but you just have to wonder about the qualifications as far as like the investment. Hundred percent to to getting it right, I guess. So All right. sorry to get you. I, wanna, off, I wanted to get on that road for a minute. No, you're good. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about this. This. This specific part of the guidelines that says that we're not supposed to base um, our selections off of, off of projections. We're supposed to base our selections off the body of work. Um, so if you look at the body of work for the, for each of these teams, so we're going to, we're based I'm for, for, for sake of this argument, I am not talking about Georgia. Um, I may bring them up once or twice. Cause there's a point that I do want to make about them. But for the most part, I'm talking about the four playoff teams and Florida State. <clears throat> so when you look at the body of work, Florida State has given you 13 games. All 13 of those games have been a, 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 a reason for letting them in, right? The same can't be said about two of the teams that made it in, right? They both have regular season losses. Um, Florida State's body of work may not be strength of schedule wise so as you know we discussed this week and let me pull this up too I made a spreadsheet with a bunch of stats um, that you know really just confirm my own bias but the point still stands that it, 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 it's, it's interesting to me that, so, <clears throat> so all four current teams that are top, that are the playoff teams have top 10 strength of schedule. Uh, Florida state sits at 16 and this is through, uh, this is through the regular season. Does not include the conference championship game. Correct. Gotcha. And I did that for every year that the playoff existed. So, for reference, Florida State, who got left out, is 16th. In 2021, Cincinnati, who was also undefeated, had the 49th strength, uh, 49th most difficult schedule. In 2019, Clemson, who was also undefeated and won their conference, had the 35th ranked schedule. In 2018, Notre Dame, who was undefeated and did not play in a conference championship, had the 28th strength of schedule. Uh, in 2015, Michigan State, who was 12-1, and one, had the 28th strength of schedule. And in 2014, the first year of the playoff, I, you can kind of – the first year, it's kind of I'm, – I'm hard-pressed to really complain about the first year because uh, it's the first year. They're still working – you know, they're still figuring stuff out. Um, but in the first year of the playoff, Florida State and Ohio State – uh, both got in 36th and 33rd, respectively, in strength of schedule. Florida State finished 13-0, ACC champion, and Ohio State finished 12-1. Um, 
this year. Michigan's number four, Washington's number eight, Texas is five, and Alabama is two. Florida State is 16. So there's no debate Florida State did not play as tough of a schedule as any of the playoff teams. But they won every game they played. And their strength of schedule is better than some previous teams who got in. Now the argument's going to be, well, there wasn't a clear number five that could have jumped one of those teams based on strength of schedule because, you know, they didn't win enough games. Which, to be fair, is true. So in 2021, the only argument you had was 11-1 and Notre Dame. I'm okay with Cincinnati getting in over them. 2019, Georgia was number five. They were 11 and two. Uh, 2018, Georgia was number five. They were 11 and two. Um, let's see. 2015, Iowa was 12 and one at number five. Michigan State made it in at 12 and one with the 28th uh, strength of schedule. Iowa had the 51st strength of schedule that year. So it's a pretty clear cut, like, like the, they had the same record, right? And the fact is, let's uh, let's talk about that too. Because in 2015, Oklahoma made it in at 11 and one. They didn't even they didn't even have a a, a, conference, championship a uh, conference championship game. They won the conference outright, so they played one less game than or one fewer game than than the rest of the people in the playoff anyway. Iowa was 12 and one with a conference championship game. Um, Oklahoma also had the number one strength of schedule that year, right? So I'm not saying the strength of schedule shouldn't matter at all. I'm just saying that in these scenarios, you know, uh, these are, these are a little bit more easy to dismiss because there wasn't a clear cut team that could have jumped the team just be just on the basis of how hard their schedule was. And they won a bunch of games. So. The other thing that uh, obviously keeps coming up is, um, yeah, it's only been, this is what, year nine, I think? No, 10, year 10 of the, the playoff. In 10 years, never has there ever been an undefeated conference champion not make the playoff. Until this year. So... That by itself already should be. I mean that 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 that, like, I, per, me personally, and 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 I understand that there's other people that are going to have different arguments. It's the only reason that I'm going in depth into all these other arguments, but me personally, like, if it's just, if I'm on the committee, I don't even need to hear anything else. You're an undefeated undefeated Power Five conference champion. You're in the playoff. Yeah, I don't care. Like it, I it doesn't. I don't care. Um, it's just that to me that trumps whatever bullshit you want to pull out about. Um, well, you have to put Texas in because they beat Alabama, and, you, and and Alabama's in. So if Alabama's in, Texas has to be in because they beat them in week two when Alabama didn't even know who their fucking quarterback was going to be. So that leads me to my next uh, point. Um, big game boomer. We clown on him a little bit. Because and we're not the only ones. Uh, Twitter likes to clown on him because he has some interesting takes. Sometimes he definitely um, he definitely is out there a little bit. You know, sometimes made a really, really, really good point that I think 
I think uh, I, I think I'd have trouble believing anybody who said they don't agree with it. If Jalen Milrow tore his ACL in Week 11, and Alabama still beat Georgia, do they get into the playoff? I mean, you, based on what you've done, they can't. They can't. They can't. But, but because their quarterbacks hurt, the quarterbacks hurt. They can't. They're not allowed to win games anymore. Right, but money you can't let them in. So, <clears throat> shout out Big A Boomer for having a decent point. So that moves moves me to the next uh, point that I want to make. Um, there's there's a lot of talk about, or there's a lot of the the pretty much the discussion comes back to, well. No one wants to see. No one wants to see Florida State show up and, and just get blown out in the in the playoff game. That's why they put Alabama in because you know no one wants to see a, a shitty playoff game. No one wants to see them just show up and get and get ran over. What happened? What happened last year? All right. Is that not is that not what happened when you let TCU into the playoff last year? Because they deserved it you let tcu into the playoff last year even though a a 10 and 2 alabama was probably a better team 100 percent. but you let tcu in because they deserved it not because they were better because they deserved it and guess what happened they got ran over in the national championship game which is fine and guess what guess what their quarterback was not hurt that's that's facts big facts so the reason i bring that up this argument about oh well, well the force is going to get dominated if they if they got let in because they don't have jordan travis and 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 they're just going to get ran over nobody nobody wants to see that it's just not good football guess what first of all it doesn't matter they deserve it they deserve they prove that they deserve to be in like regardless of anything else they deserve it on top of that, very, very interesting point or very good point made by um, the Plant the Spear Twitter account. No bias there, but regardless, if, if, if the question is, could Florida State have won the national championship? And your answer is anything other than I don't know, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's all there is to it. There, You are wrong. Because the, the entire reason you play 12 games is because anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. Guess what happened to Michigan when App State came to town? <laughs> Don't remind them of that. Guess what happened to Texas A&M when App State came to town? After they were talking shit the whole night before. Right. So to sit here and say that, well, Florida State, they wouldn't have won any games anyway. You're, first of all, you're lying to yourself. If you, if, you, if you claim to believe that, you are lying. And second of all, you don't know. It's a fact. You don't know. And, and the, only, the only thing you should be basing anything on to let these, people, to let these teams into the playoff is, is whether or not they put in the work to make it. Florida State 
put in the work to make it. The fact is, Stephen A. Smith, however you feel about him, Stephen A. Smith makes the argument that you can't you can't leave Alabama out because they beat the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs in the championship game. Well, you you, you can, can because they lost to Texas. Right. The better argument, I'm actually, I'll put it to you this way, I'm actually okay with Alabama getting into the playoff. If Texas is the team you leave out, and it has nothing to do with my personal bias against Texas, but look at it this way, because you're you're basically waiting, because they lost to Oklahoma in the regular season. Alabama lost to a playoff team, right? A current playoff team. Texas lost to Oklahoma. Their loss is a little bit more egregious than Alabama's loss, which is fine. But to say that Texas has to be in if Alabama's in because they beat Alabama when Alabama had no idea who their quarterback was going to be, they didn't know what the hell they were doing on offense. This is the same team that scored 17 points against South Florida, who 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 touts a six and six record and like the 120th defense in in football, and you scored 17 points against them. So this is when Alabama was no one knew if Alabama was going to be decent or not, and Texas beat them. Granted, in in Tuscaloosa. But they also lost to Oklahoma. They lost to a team that is what? What? what where did Oklahoma finish? Finish in the rankings? Mm, third. No, no, no. In in the in the CFP. Oh, in the ranking. in the CFP. Um, you have to give me a minute on that. Either way, I don't think they're top ten. So. It's a worse loss, but you're banking them being on the playoff because of what they did in one game. In one game. Because the fact well, is, yeah, so, so there you go. So you're basing you're basing Texas getting into the playoff on one game. Oh, they beat Alabama, so they have to be in. They beat Alabama. What about what about the game where they were uh where where they were tied with Wyoming going into the fourth quarter? Or what about the game where they beat a really bad TCU team by two points? Right. Like, you're basically saying that 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 only oh, the only one game matters. The Alabama game is the only game that mattered for Texas this year. They beat Alabama in week two. They're in the playoff. It doesn't matter what they did the rest of the season. Well, I mean, Houston went – Houston was shit. They went four and eight. And Texas beat them by a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, if you remember right last week, my comment do you have something rattling on your end, or is that me? Oh, I might. Sorry. I'm, 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 I'm bouncing my leg. I'll stop. You're getting antsy, getting fired up. I'm, over there yeah, right dude. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. So last week I said that I, I was under the – my opinion is that – so my playoff picks were Michigan, Washington, Florida State, slash Texas. If they left Florida State out, which they did, then Alabama. And I thought – and I said last week that the – I'm still of the opinion that Texas winning the Big 12 against Oklahoma State did not did not help them, did not help their case at all. And no. I, st- I mean, I stand by that 100 
100%. I do too. But see, the thing is, is you got all these talking heads on ESPN that are saying, oh, well, they dominated the Big 12 championship game, so. Big fucking deal. They dominated the Big 12 championship game against a team that was average this year, basically. They got key wins. They have a rematch with Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma lost the game, but they – by three points to Oklahoma State, they win that game. Texas and Oklahoma have a rematch, and I, I would put, I would, Oklahoma's winning that second second matchup, probably, probably. And then what do you do? Then Texas ain't even in the equation. So I mean, there's no option. You have to put Florida State in if everything else played out the same way. I don't think Texas should be in anyway. Personally, no, I don't either. Honestly. I don't either. I'm okay with leaving Alabama. And I think the only reason that Alabama comes up in the conversation is because they're fourth and Texas is third. But I don't really – I'm not really looking at that. If you just look at the teams that are more deserving, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Look at the teams that are more deserving right now between Texas and Alabama, okay? They're both conference champions. But who if, – if you had to pick one of them, who are their losses to, right? Texas's loss is to the twelfth team in the in the in the playoff list. Mm-hmm. Alabama's loss is to the third team in the playoff list. Right. So, say they're both twelve and one. They're both conference champions. They both had you know rough games during the season. There's no doubt about that. You pick the one with the better. With with the it's weird to say this with, with the better loss right 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 Alabama has a better loss than Texas does so Alabama deserves deserves to be in more than Texas does and Florida State deserves to be in frankly more than both of them do but, uh, so yeah. ideally ideally your playoff is Michigan Washington Florida State Alabama personally um, and I don't. I don't even think it's close, to be honest. The only reason, the only reason they they felt they had to put Texas in there is because Texas beat Alabama in Week Two. When nothing, that Alabama mattered. did not even know who their starting nothing, quarterback was going to be. Nothing mattered, right? Well, it clearly mattered because the only reason we're having this conversation no. is because of that game. No, I agree. No, you're right. I'm just saying, like in the. But I just think I I, I think that game. I think that the more egregious the more egregious issue is 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 picking teams based on injuries, so. Which is we, projecting. We all know that injuries are the one thing, in football that you cannot control. You can't control injuries. You can't make you know. You can't. That's not something that you can plan for. You know what you can plan for? The games you play. Right. And the backup quarterback, and mind you, the third string quarterback in Tallahassee were three and zero after One Jordan games. Travis got hurt. Three and zero combined after Jordan Travis got hurt. Undefeated. They mm-hmm. did what they were supposed to do. Mind you, one of those games was against conference champion in the conference championship game was against a top 15 Louisville team, yep. which regardless of how you feel about them, 
They were 10 and 2 going into that game. They're a good fucking team. I don't care what anybody says. So to pretend that everyone who thinks Florida State should have got in is, oh, you're just a salty Florida State fan, which is a common thing that I'm seeing right now. That's not true. That's not true. I'm I'm seeing that shit out of Alabama fans too, because they're like they're they're justifying it as oh you play you're you can't call it two and zero against the SEC SEC teams because they're shitty SEC teams. Well, they're I mean they're they're not. Well, Florida then may you be, can't if that's the case. Florida may not you be the greatest SEC team, but you beat a at the time a number five LSU team who still finished in the top fifteen in the whole damn in the whole damn thing. Like LSU's and, not and a the, shitty the football is, team. The fact is is. You can't sit here and use that argument and then turn around and say Alabama deserves to be in because the SEC is the best conference and they won. Right. You can't say that it's the best conference and then dismiss another team's beating teams from that conference. Because guess what? You can't have it both ways. The conference conference either isn't the best and, and, and those wins don't matter, or they are the best and those wins do matter. You can't have it both ways. So, I mean, and the fact is, is is you beat an LSU team who's got the almost certainly Heisman winner leading that team. So yeah. you, you beat you beat the team with the Heisman quarterback, and that's just nothing. That's just uh, just what no, well, that team well, well that team sucks. Well clearly they don't. Because if they did, their quarterback wouldn't be winning the freaking Heisman. So, yeah, that that that's a shit argument to begin with. That's stupid. Um, it, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And the thing is, is is the Alabama fans. The reason they're so worked up is because they think they think that the people who think Florida State should be in the playoff, they think that out that that those people want Alabama to be the team that got left out. And I'm sure some of them are. I'm sure some of those people do want Alabama to be the team that was left out. But I think if you have any, if you take any kind of kind of uh, uh, um, in-depth look at at each of these teams and their seasons, I don't think you can make an argument that that Texas is the team that should not have made the playoff. Mind you, this is coming from the person who picked Texas to be in the playoff before the season started. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I would argue that I have a vested interest in being right that I would want Texas to be in. But right. based on the current the current situation, if you had to leave a team out, Texas would be the team you leave out. Because while I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith totally, he makes a good point. Alabama beat the two-time national champion Georgia Bulldogs in the SEC Conference Championship game. That's not nothing. Right. I mean, that's not that's not nothing. Like I I I get that. But but Texas, they beat a a above average but not great Oklahoma State team in their conference championship. They they beat an Oklahoma State team who really snuck into the conference championship with a three point win over Oklahoma. Yeah. So I mean, I just I don't I don't agree that 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 Alabama is the team that needs to be left out. I think Texas is the team that needs to be left out. Um, I think that mo- mo- moving moving on a little bit. Um, you you had mentioned something to me today. Now I haven't seen the article. I haven't read it. 
Um, and I don't know if it's true. And I think you even said you don't know if it's true. Um, something about Florida State not playing in the in the bowl game. Yeah, I saw a, a tweet that said that um, the Orange Bowl um, press conferences were canceled by Georgia and Florida State, and that there was a likelihood that the Orange Bowl would not occur. So, and I don't blame hot, either of them for. I don't. I'm, hot I'm, take. Don't play it. Hot take of the year. Every freaking player that that's 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 that is on Florida State's football team should should boycott that game. Whether Georgia wants, <clears throat> whether Georgia wants to or not, I mean it's is irrelevant. If you're if you're a, if you're a player for Florida State. Absolutely, because the thing is, is you you know here's okay. Here's the thing. We're gonna we're gonna start from the top here. You know, the single most important driving factor in these decisions, because of because of this year, because of what just happened last Sunday. You know, the single most important driving factor in these decisions is TV ratings and money. Guess what okay. happens if you don't play that game? There's a whole lot of people who are losing a whole lot of money. And guess what happens when a whole lot of people who don't like losing money start losing money? Stuff starts to change because the people who have the ability to uh, to do something about it because of the money that they're losing, those people start to start to speak out and 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 you know push the buttons that they need to push to get things moving the way that they need things to be moving so they're not bleeding money. The best way for you to affect that person's bottom line, those people, the people that are benefiting from those games, the best way to affect the, their bottom line, to affect their paycheck, is to not play the game. Yep. I, 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 would, I would support beyond any level of like words that I can say, I would support... Florida State and Georgia, frankly, for not playing in that game. I agree. I hope I, I put it to you this way. I hope they don't play the game. I would I it would it it will be disappointing to me if they if that game gets played. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yep. Show sure them. The powers that be. The, I mean, show them that they can't do whatever. Work, yeah. And show them that they can't just do whatever they want to do and screw over anybody yeah. they want to screw over and still get what yeah. they want. It's just not, you can't do that. So I know and you've been traveling. You I'm staying with Florida State for a second, but I just ran across something that I find extremely interesting. I haven't completely fact-checked it. Um, a quick Google search kind of confirms a little bit of it by... Um, USA Today a little bit, but report Florida State may leave the ACC for the Big Ten within within the next month, citing the downfall, drastic and significant downfall of the financial status of the ACC. Said they're likely, there are only two options with better financial prospects is the SEC and the Big Ten the SEC being highly unlikely because apparently the SEC is more interested in Virginia 
and UNC per this report. So let me ask you this. I know they're 13 and 0 and I, I we're we're both in agreement they should have made the playoff. Does being in the ACC hurt them in your opinion? I really don't think I, I or does it matter? No, I really no, I really I, I I really don't think it does. I don't think that being in the ACC hurts them. The ACC hasn't been gutted. Right. I mean, yeah. This isn't completely fact checked, but from a USA Today post, I'm getting a little bit of um little bit of confirmation so i i i you you've reminded me of something else now that we're talking about realignment um so i've been hearing this argument too that like oh well and this is a big big sec thing big a lot of a lot of sec people are 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 spitting this one out well you were invited to the SEC in, you know, 92 or whatever it was, and you declined because the schedule was too tough. Right? Was that legit? Like, a, I don't, is that legit the okay. reason? Or was that so just a... It, from, from, a, from a cursory, like, short search, that is not what happened. Um, Basically, from from what from what I'm gathering, um, the issue was is that they had they had an invite to join the ACC and the SEC at the same time, and they tried to parlay them against each other to get a better I don't know a better TV deal or something maybe, and the SEC and probably at the time out. the ACC probably at the time the ACC probably had a better TV contract. Well, the SEC wasn't happy about it and backed out of the invite is what it is. What from what I'm reading is what it looks like. Right. And then the ACC voted to allow them in. So here's the point I want to make about that though. Cause it's irrelevant. Even if, even if that was hundred percent true that Florida state, Oh, we didn't want to play a harder schedule. So we didn't join the sec. Let's say it's hundred percent true. Don't think it is just from what I've read. Well, let's say it is. Let's give let's give Florida State the the entire like the the negative uh, 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 publicity in that scenario. What that was thirty years ago. Yeah, the kids that were playing and that the 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 players that were playing thirty years ago are fifty fucking years old. They're the the it's a different AD. It's probably it's a, different a different president. Probably it's a different, different game. It's a different, yeah. It's a different football game. It's a different. I mean, it's it is a, it's an entirely, like what you did thirty years ago is irrelevant. Not irrelevant. even a topic of conversation. Should not be a topic of conversation. Shouldn't even be brought up because it's irrelevant. It's so far beyond irrelevant. Like it's a terrible. Like the fact that we're using that as an argument to defend Florida State not getting into the playoff in twenty twenty three is a fucking joke. Means means you have shit else to argue about because because you you're you're just grasping at straws now. Yeah, like you're bringing like, that shit so, up. You should like you should be you should be laughed in your face. It's so far beyond irrelevant. It's not even funny. Like it's it's ridiculous. 
um, I, 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 it's difficult to even engage with people who, who bring that up. Like it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. Let me you ask can you say they denied it because they didn't want to play a tough schedule 30 years ago. That's fine. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. So let me ask you this. I get that all the committee members of the CFP will not be on it next year. Although the majority of them will. Since it's expanded next year, are they looked at, at, is this forgotten? Are they looked at as saviors of the college football playoff next year when it, when, when it expands or is it just, what do you mean? Saviors? This, what do you mean? I, I mean, I don't really know. I'm grasping at fucking straws here trying to save their face for no good reason. Are they, do they save face? Is this forgotten 12 months from now when it's an expanded playoff? No. Shouldn't be. Because the thing is, 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 is 12, look, 14, 18, 12 team, 16 team. As long as you have this committee deciding who gets in and you don't have, you don't have AQs and a set number of, of, of AQ spots and at-large spots, this is going to happen every year. Oh, this one is going to read you. Um, because it brings up a word that we've used this week during our phone conversations. Following the exclusion of FSU from the CFP, it is now reported that Florida State leadership made a second push to leave the ACC. Where would the Knowles go? Question mark. There's only two options with better financial prospects, SEC and Big Ten. However, the SEC is very unlikely. The conference is aligned with ESPN, the network at the forefront, forefront of the CFP collusion scandal. I'm telling you it, that I'm I like without seeing something on paper, I can't in good conscience sit here and say that like, yeah, it's collusion. But the fact yeah, yes, is, you can. yes, the you chairman, can. the chairman of the playoff committee is brothers with the VP at ESPN. It doesn't ha- it would first of all, it would never be on paper. It would never be on paper. Nah, I'd really like to hear like a leaked phone call or something. Man, you know how fucking devastating that would be Man. for ESPN, for for the NCAA. Like, you know how devastating that would be. You know, CBS Sports might get SEC football back. The reason I say without evidence, the 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 reason that I uh, that I say that is because the only reason it's not a bigger news story right now is because there's no evidence. Yeah. If there was a yeah. shred of anything outside of like they're related, it would be a whole lot. There wouldn't be like two news articles about it. Like there would be a larger, right. you know, I'll tell you who's not going to run an article about it is fucking ESPN. Hell no. You're not going to see an ESPN article about it. No, I just, I, I don't know. I We can we can move on. I just wanted to get every, lay everything out there about Florida State. At the end of the day, this is, I think that the, the general gist of where we're at is that we, the two of us, have taken a hard stance. There's no, like, oh, it's a tough decision, that there's a right decision or wrong decision, and they made the wrong decision. And I think that everything we've talked about in the last however long we've been doing this now, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that, everything we've discussed, 43 minutes, okay, longer than I thought. Um, everything we've discussed in the last 45 minutes, pretty much, pretty much the way that I see it, 
it it is. Let me read you ESPN's top headlines. Proof that, that, that they're wrong. Let me read you ESPN's top headlines on the college football page right now. Okay. LSU's Daniels, Washington's Penix score top CFP, CFB awards. Mississippi State lands Baylor transfer quarterback. Tulane hires Troy Summerall as new head coach. Jerry Rice's son, Brendan, says he's entering the draft. Huskers' 40, $450 million stadium upgrade planned is criticized. Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. is undecided over draft. And Duke goes on defensive and hires PSU's Diaz as head coach. There's nothing. They don't want to talk about Nothing on about the, the playoff. Front page of the college football page on ESPN that even sh- shows a picture of Florida State, let alone has Florida State anywhere on the entire first page. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want people to talk about it. They don't want people yeah. to talk about the playoff until until it's on TV. And as soon as it's on TV, they want, you know, they want everybody to watch it, but they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the controversy. They don't want to talk about, you know, because at the end of the day, they now, I mean, it's a network thing, but it could be their lawyers too saying like, Hey, because this is the accusation or whatever, like, don't, don't put anything out about the committee or anything like that, because it could look a certain way. Like, I don't know. They're a big. They're a big sports network corporation. So you know they've got the expensive lawyers that tell them to do pretty much everything before they're allowed to put anything on the internet. They've got a whole team of freaking people looking at it to make sure that oh no one's gonna no one's gonna talk bad about us. Like right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's all it's, right. Well, we can we can bump on from it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just. Um, I've got a couple of things I want to bring up college football wise. You okay. see who the um, who the Burlesworth Trophy went to this year? I did not. Cody Schrader, running back out of Missouri. To be honest, I didn't watch anything. Obviously, I didn't. I don't watch Missouri football. The only thing Missouri football related I watched was they beat the shit out of Arkansas, and they talked about Cody Schrader a lot. And just watching him, watching the way he ran the ball, reminded me a lot of a. Reminded me a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. He just runs right. He runs angry and hard all the time. I don't have a, I don't have any issue with the uh, selection for the Burlesworth Trophy, other than the fact that he is from Missouri. So, um, quick thing about Cody Schrader. Um, I know you you're not a fan. I'm not a fan. Um, longtime guest and friend of the pod, Dustin is not a fan. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz came out and said that Cody Schrader deserves Heisman votes. And and this is going to sound... You may not agree with me on this. I think you might be right. I don't, I don't know nothing about his... I'm trying to look so, at the stats so, right now for this year. So he said... So, so he, he said... He, Eli Drinkwitz said, damn near quote, said, I'm okay with Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. I don't think anyone – I think Jaden Daniels should win the Heisman. But I also think if you look at Cody Schrader's body of work for the season, this team would not be anywhere near the level we're at without the way that he's played. The way that he's played, you cannot look at the way that Cody Schrader's played this season and say 
that he has not been one of the most important pieces to a team of any single player in college football. And the fact is, he's probably right. Right. He's probably right. So, but he also, but he also gave the, you know, said that Jaden Daniels should win the Heisman, which he's also right about that. So, you know, broken clocks right twice a day, I guess. So his 2023 stats are pretty damn impressive. 247 carries, 1,489 yards, six yard average, 13 touchdowns, long of 52. That's that boy ain't bad, man. No, that boy ain't bad at all. That boy ain't bad. No. Um, I mean, good on him. And I have no like I'm I'm not a Missouri guy. You everybody knows this. None of us are. Guy. None of us but, are. Like shout out and kudos to Drink for putting your like going out there on national I mean going out there. Oh, put your boy him. yeah. Hey, put your yeah, put your boy in the spotlight, man. If he deserves it, put your boy in the spotlight. Get him, get him some some name recognition. Because the fact is, is is what he did this season. I don't know what year he is. Does it say, Cody Schrader? He is a senior. So I'm not saying it will or won't, but drink coming out and giving him some some national attention, and the 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 what the work that he put in this year, he's gonna get a shot. Oh yeah, he's gonna shot. He's he's gonna get a shot. He ain't, he ain't small. He five nine two fifteen. He ain't small. I mean, five nine is. I mean, two fifteen is a little stout, but five nine is a little short for running back. In comparison, he had one hundred and seventy carries last year for seven hundred forty five yards. Yeah, but he was probably the backup last year, wasn't he? I imagine he was, or at least getting dual time. But yeah, hey, good on you, bro. Yeah, good on you. Yeah, uh, we we, hate, we, we don't like Mizzou, but shout out Cody Schrader. Good job, bro. Yeah, this was an interesting selection for me, and I don't, I don't hundred percent know how it's voted or who votes for it. But the Broyles Award winner, did you see who won it? I haven't looked at any award. If you ask me if I know if I saw who won okay. an award, I don't. I didn't. Phil Parker, never heard of him. He is the. I don't want to get it wrong. He coaches at Iowa. He was the Iowa defensive coordinator. <laughs> That's all they do, man. It had to be so, their defensive coordinator or their special teams because that's the only thing they do. Like so, the finalists for that for that award were Mike Bobo, OC okay. at Georgia; Bill Parker, LSU's Mike Denbrock, OC; Michigan's OC Sharon Moore, and Oregon's OC Will Stein. You can't give it to Sharon Moore. You can't. You're not allowed to. After the fucking scandal. Dude, do you right. know the do you know the which I get, like not like the casual fan doesn't pay attention to the Broyles Award, I understand, but like you know the backlash you would get if you gave Sharon Moore the Broyles Award? <laughs> like people would be rioting. Like Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm, I know I, I would found it very very, very interesting that that was it, but I didn't. I, I didn't even care about the sign stealing. But if you give an award to the offensive coordinator who was like of that in the middle of it, right. then I have a problem with it because it's like, come on, like you know, like you know what you're doing. Like, don't do that. Um, uh, your 
finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Oh or yeah, dude, Jane, Jane Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, and Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will admit, I will admit that I was wrong on Bo Nix. I will admit that. I told you you were wrong. That's fine. I'm not, motherfucker. I'm. This is not an argument. I'm saying. No, I know it's not. I'm just saying, like you didn't. I like you didn't believe me when I told you. Like you, we're supposed to be friends. You're supposed to trust each other. You didn't trust me. Oh my god, we're not going. You don't trust me no more. How about next time? Next time, torchy's fucking food or not? How about hey, no free, no free advertisements, bro. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Um. Next time Bo Nix comes up, you just take my word for it. How about that? I'm Next just time we speak. have a discussion about I'm just not going to speak. About Bo Nix? Yeah, I'm just not going to talk about him. Yeah, yeah, just probably for the best. Probably just keep your mouth fine. shut when you talk about, about the bow. The bow. The bow. That's, that's so Jake Miller that finishes sixth in voting. I don't even think he should be that high. George no Harris fucking way. Fifth. No way. You think Jalen Milrow should be that high? I don't know. I don't think Jalen Milrow should be on the list. Cody Schrader finished number eight in voting. Good. Good. Blake Corm out of Michigan finished number nine, and Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy at number ten. I think McCarthy should be higher. I think Milrow should be lower. I don't think Milrow should be on the list. I think McCarthy should be higher. Yeah, no, I'm good with I'm good with that. As, good with that. As, same same thing with Sean Moore though. McCarthy can't win it, no matter what. McCarthy can't right. win it. He's not allowed right. to because of the scandal. Like <laughs> people would be burning down the offices of whatever whoever <laughs> makes that decision. Like <laughs> you just can't do that. Yeah. So ESPN, I know they're the, since they make the rules, their Heisman winner is Jaden Daniels. It's gotta be Jaden Daniels. It has Jane to be. Daniels Have first. you looked at his freaking stats? Oh, yeah. Penix is second. Bo Nix is third. Harrison is in a – it's not even close. Like, he's in fourth place by – it's not close at all. He's a he's a wide receiver, man. I mean, I hate to say it because the fact is he probably – he probably deserves to be up there. But, like, Jaden Daniels had 40 touchdowns and That's four stupid. picks. Uh, stupid. 40 touchdowns and four picks on a 72.2% completion percentage. 3,800 yards. He had 38-12, 50 total touchdowns, almost 1,134 yards rushing and four picks. Well, 50 50 total. He had 40 touchdowns. He had 40 passing. He's been by long shot the leader for the Heisman since week seven. Week eight, technically. But that's insane. Dude, so okay. Just quick, 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 quick reference here. Um AM, four touchdowns, no picks. Georgia State, six touchdowns, two rushing. Uh, six passing, two rushing. Um, Florida, three three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Alabama, two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Army, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. The dude 
He'll look good in Cleveland Brown, I, won't he? Listen. <laughs> he gonna take Deshaun gonna, Watson. There's spot. no way. There's no way they get first pick this year, right? Shit. Who else is going to? Dude, the Panthers have like two wins, don't they? They're not taking a fucking quarterback. You wouldn't take Jalen Daniels over Bryce Young right now? I'm I not would. saying what I would do, but with the amount <laughs> of money they've invested in him, they are not going to take oh, a quarterback. Well, yeah, they gave the dude $40 million freaking dollars. What is we... Yeah, so, no. okay, so as of right now, as of today, top five is well, Carolina, New England, Arizona, Washington, Chicago. Actually, uh, Washington absolutely absolutely should go for a QB. 100%. I don't think Jaden Daniels makes it to the New fourth York. pick, though. I don't think – I don't think – yeah, but New York is seventh. Well, sixth and seventh. The Jets are sixth. The Giants are seventh. Tennessee needs um, a quarterback. They're eighth. New England needs a fucking quarterback. They're second. Actually, so – I don't – hold on. Do, does New England need a quarterback? Because – Fuck yeah, they from, do. I didn't watch the game, but apparently the way that Bailey Zappi played last night, they're saying – there's people saying there's no reason Mac Jones should have ever been starting. They've tried this shit before with Bailey Zappi. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch – I'm just telling you what's being said. They've benched Mac, Zone, Mac Jones and put Bailey Zappi in. Then Bailey Zappi gets benched and they put Mac Jones in. They don't know what the fuck – yes, they need a quarterback. Well – they have the second pick. They should take they should take Jaden Daniels. 100%. That way he can play for two teams that I hate. Because Bill Belichick will be there next year. Fuck. Why do you think that? That's the that's all the reports out right now, man. Is that he's for what is he? Oh, he's not retiring? He's just going to go no. somewhere else? Apparently it's going to be like a what they're projecting, like very hard project, is a – Kind of like a, a coaching trade where he's going to be the coach and GM wherever he ends up, which I imagine will be like – I'm not saying it's going to be the Cleveland Browns, but like that type of situation. Bears. Go yeah. Bears. But anyway, we're getting – what else? You got anything else on college, college, uh, college foosball? Um, transfers. Poopal to so, Ole Miss today. Yeah, Poopal to Ole Miss. Um, Rocket, Sanders, and A.J. Green are gone. Uh, hope the best for both of them. Love those dudes. Please don't go to Texas. That's all. Um, Jalen Catalan can tell you how that worked out. Jalen Catalan's about to play in the fucking playoff, so. Jalen Catalan's also in the transfer portal, bud. Oh, does he not get to play? Jalen Catalan should be graduating. Why the fuck did he... Let me look. Let me let me see if I can verify. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just that I that dude should be that dude should be getting drafted this year. Like should have been drafted last year if he didn't get if he didn't get hurt the year before. Safety Jalen Catalan will leave Texas following just one season while second year. Cornerback Xavion Bryce will also depart after calling two tackles and a pass breakup in four career games. Catalan, a grad transfer from Arkansas, entered the season as a starter, but injury woes have plagued him for the past few seasons, limiting him to just oh, 17 tackles in eight games. He is in 
I'm not saying he's in the portal, but he is. Does it say he's in the portal? He is leaving the program. Well, buddy, the transfer portal ain't going to make you healthier. No. You can't go to a different you, team and not have Where injuries. are you going to go? Who's going to take you with your injury history? What if he, right now? What if he came back? Okay, to go off Ivy's thing, you don't <laughs> you don't hire people, you fire. You don't. But we just did it. People... Hey, no, we're bringing back Petrino. We're bringing back. We're gonna bring in you Darren did... McFadden as a coach. Oh dear. Okay, Deion Sanders, Warren Sapps, the new defensive fucking line coach at Colorado. We're gonna bring them all back. Bring them all back. Tyler Wilson is going to be a it's one thing to assistant. hire somebody that you fired, but to take a player back who left for greener pastures. Fact is, I like we know we all love Sam Pittman as a as a guy. I think the one of the things that he said that I really appreciate was when it was when Catalan left was, if you don't want to be here, go somewhere else. We don't want you here. Right. As good, you may be the best freaking player this university's ever seen. If you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. What would Sam Pittman say if Catalan's like, oh, well, I didn't want to be here, but now I do want to be here? Sorry, bud. We're not offering you. You can walk on. You're not getting a scholarship. That's what he should say. He shouldn't tell him he can't come here, but he shouldn't give him a scholarship. I don't care how good you are. You left. You left. We're not going to offer you. It's going to be a lower tiered, lower tiered program in conference that he's ended up in. Dude can't stay healthy. He, as good as he is, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's honestly a shame because he was. I mean, dude, the year he uh, he's one of the ago, best fucking safeties in the goddamn country. No, 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 no. Not one of two years ago when he got hurt for the season, he was the best safety in the country. At least coming into the coming into the year, he was by by the national media, he was the best safety in the country. But it's the same thing that happened with um Todd Gurley. Probably one of the best running backs to ever play the game. But his body just couldn't keep up. It's unfortunate, but it happens. Um, there's a few I don't remember off the top of my head, so I don't even know why I brought it up. But there's a few um, high-profile receivers transferring. Ohio State has lost at least one. Um, I think somebody else lost a lost a good Vanderbilt that London Humphreys. He's going to Georgia. Yeah, Leonard Humphreys. Um, Juice Wells. Wells out of South Carolina is going to yep. Ole Miss. Juice Wells transferred. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good uh, good transfer portal year for receivers. It looks like probably your biggest one that's entered so far is Walter Nolan on A and M on the D line. Yeah. Um, let's see who else we got that's committed. We got one from UTSA to go to Texas. Edge rusher Trey Morey's committed to Texas. 
Um, I saw a projection for Will Howard, and it was – I can't remember where it was. I feel like it was in the big – it was Nebraska. It was in the Big Ten. Will Howard to Nebraska, potentially. Um, Duke obviously has players that are going in since their coach left. But So, I have one more college football discussion that I want to talk about. And uh, and then I um, and then we can move on. Hit it. Um, so, did you see this new NIL proposal thing from the NCAA? I've not. So it would be game changing, literally. Game changing. Um, so, as you know, Division One is broken up in football. Division One is broken up into FBS and FCS, right? Correct. Uh, it's the it's basically the designation of the former bowl subdivision and championship subdivision. Um, the NCAA has issued or proposed a new subdivision within division one football it is for the richest schools to play in their own subdivision um, to allow the universities to sign players to nil deals directly The university, but would be the one paying the player, as opposed to the collective, or you know, you, do you understand what I'm saying? No, I do. Who's who's so in here's that the, list? Who's on the list of schools? It's an opt-in. It's an opt-in thing, and you have to you you basically. When I say the richest, it's an opt-in based on the school's ability, the school's uh, a determination of its own ability to pay. Does that make sense? Yep. Like, if, if Arkansas came in and said, we can afford it, then they can opt into it if they want to. Here's the problem. It's not a problem, per se, but here's how, how it works. So, you would, so it says schools would invest at least $30,000 per year into Enhanced Educational Trust Fund for half of the institution's eligible student-athletes. So, from what I was reading, this is the example that we would use. So Arkansas has 487 or so, like something around there, 400-something student-athletes at the university. Half of those student-athletes are required to make at least $30,000 from the university per year. Okay. The, the reason that it's that it's game changing is because of Title IX. The same amount has to be paid to men's players and female athletes and, and male athletes. Okay. So if you opt in to this subdivision where you're required to pay half of your student athletes thirty thousand dollars per year minimum, the same, like, let's say that comes out to $8 million, right? Let's just say that's what it comes out to. $4 million of that 
has to go to female athletes. I'm good with that. No, no, no. I'm good with it, too. I'm just curious how many schools are going to opt in to willingly dish out that much of their own money, knowing that half of it is earmarked for, I don't mean this in a mean way, it's just a fact. Half of it is earmarked for sports that do not that don't make turn money. a profit. They do not turn a profit. Yeah. How many schools are going to opt into that? And I'm not saying there aren't any, because I mean, like, the fact is, football alone, Alabama, Alabama's in. Um, Georgia's probably in. Ohio State's probably in. Clemson is probably in. Oregon. Oregon. Uh, USC. USC, UConn with basketball. I, I guarantee Mich- you they can afford it. I guarantee you Michigan's in. Michigan, um, K State, so is up there nah. in the Big Twelve. Yes, sir. They're dude. They have they have a top they have a top top tier uh, baseball program. Well, not top tier, but they have an above average baseball program. They have an above average basketball program. They have an above average football program. The, I don't the, know the that they three. have the money to support it though. I think they have more money than you think they do. And they probably do, but I don't know if they have enough money to sustain that long term. Well, a lot of their money, a lot of the, a lot of K State's money is agricultural based, which is based on the market. Here's the thing, though: is a lot of this money is going to be coming from alumni and boosters. I get that, but you also have to understand that a lot of the a lot of I'm just saying that like K State doesn't have to rely on their profit, on their profits. Well, not just K State, any school doesn't have to rely solely on their profits to pay these players. Like they can they can get this money the way that we used to illegally pay players through boosters. Right now we just do it legally. The boosters just pay the university. Let me ask you this: so if if we're using the, the eight million dollars, eight million, if four million of the eight is earmarked for women's sports, no, 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 we're just women, athletes. women athletes. Yeah. I'm curious, because like, okay, they have a, a Marvin Harrison projection. I don't know if you saw it. That the whole debate on whether or not he's he's undecided the whole draft thing. Let me yeah. see if I can find it. Let me see if the numbers in this article. Um, oh, because of how much he'll make in NIL if he comes. They were back. Pro- they were projecting close to twenty to twenty five million dollars in NIL. No fucking way. No fucking way. No way. So okay, go back to go back to like. Um, I don't even. I think know the highest I mean. paid athlete in NIL right now is six million. I, There's yeah. no way. So, okay, so guys like that, your height, your guys making six million dollars. If the schools opt into that, they obviously, if they if, if we're using eight million dollars, they can't afford to pay one fucking guy six million. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not saying. Well, let me rephrase. I'm not saying this is a fact because I don't know, but I don't think. 
that it precludes those players from also signing other endorsement deals. They just have to pay the minimum 30000 to 50% of the athletes. Where's the NCAA benefit on this? There's something. So, There's something they're benefiting from. Uh, other than helping out the female athletes there's something else there's something else there that there has to be something else there because the issue i have with i mean we both we agree that we we're fans of nil like you should i'm fine with college athletes making money off their name image and likeness my thing is if the schools are going to opt into a program like that i don't I don't like the. I don't agree necessarily that they should be able to go out and get other deals. You, I mean, we've had this conversation too. Like you're you're becoming a professional sport because you're paying you're paying your players to play. And like you've said, college football is becoming increasingly less entertaining to watch. This does not help that. It does, though. How? So, so I'm going to read you that. So, okay. So, this article that's come out, says, so the, the, how much money would a typical university in, in this proposed subdivision have to pay to 50% of its athletes? So, um, that's the 30000 is the standard minimum. Mm-hmm. So you can pay more than that. So this is all estimates and average. Average FBS school uh, number of athlete total athletes is, is about four hundred. Thirty thousand dollars is the minimum. The estimate is about six million dollars per year. Um, schools with eight to nine hundred athletes would be paying twelve to fifteen million dollars per year. Um, the 30,000 per year and the 50% of athletes are the minimum requirements to join the subdivision. Um, so apparently this is, this is, oops, this is, so from what I'm reading, this is a, this is, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and read the whole article right in the middle of us doing this, but for whatever reason, it says that this is an effort from Baker, I'm guessing the commissioner of the uh, NCAA or chairman or whatever they go by. Um, this is a, and this proposal is an effort to incentivize Congress to keep the NCAA's antitrust exemptions in place. So, I mean, so there it is. Right. So they're trying to, so let me ask you this. Trying to, okay. Since you just said it, cause I don't, I don't agree. How does this, how does this proposal make college football more interesting to you? To me specifically, or to do I think yes. to like my arguing on behalf of the general public? No, to you. 
Oh, it doesn't. Well, what did you just say? You just were you referencing the general public when you said that? When I said what? I I said a minute ago like this like we agree that nil is good for the cop like we agree like nil is good. Yes. But you've also said in phone conversations and I believe on here that college football is becoming increasingly less interesting for you to pay attention to and watch. I don't think that players should not be able to profit off of their own name. I also don't think that we have to, uh, that we have to um, force feed a playoff every year with the same four teams that no one gives a shit about except fans of those specific teams just because of TV ratings. Like to me, so they're two think... separate. They're two separate issues. The thing is, is that the more money that the the, the 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 issue that I have is not the 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 money being paid to the players. The issue I have is that the NCAA is a billion dollar industry that pays virtually nothing back. Um, they regulate these kids' lives for for four to six years and tell them what they are and aren't allowed to do. These are grown adults, right? That previous to NIL had to sign their name away. The, the, the rights to these people's names belong to the NCAA. The only other organization I think that does that is the, the military. So, right. <laughs> so I mean, it, we're, we're talking about an organization that, that is, is, has full control over these people's lives. Um, there's nothing wrong with these people, these athletes, these kids, profiting off of their own name. The issue is when these mega corporations, which the NCAA, they can try to say that they're not a corporation all they want. The fact is they are, and they profit off of these TV deals and off of these athletes. And instead of giving us what we would prefer, right, a fair playoff with teams that deserve to be there, we get a frankly, shittily thrown together bowl system that hasn't made sense since the BCS era. I mean, even then it didn't make sense. So the product that they're giving us isn't very, isn't, isn't, isn't good, but it's also not interesting. So, so like, this is what I was telling you about the other day. We had this conversation the other day. And I think I think if you have one or the other, it's okay. You don't have to have both, right? The product doesn't have to right. be good and interesting. If it's interesting, that's good enough. Or if it's good, that's good enough, right? FCS football. FCS football. Is it good? Not really. <laughs> right. You're, you're not you're not watching the best of the best here. But is it but it's interesting? Well, at its core, is it interesting? Is it fair? Is it balanced? Is it is it is it as close to an amateur football sport as you can get? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. FCS is the truest form of college football. Because the fact is, is that as FBS football today, now is, is, is there, it's, it's a professional sport. You don't play division one FBS football, uh, because you want to get a degree. Right. It's, you just don't. 
FCS football so, is, is the truest form of college football. They're not the best teams. They're not very good. They would get mollywopped, and they do every year when they play FBS teams. They get mollywopped. So maybe I'm is, not is that 64 team playoff, buddy. That 64 team FCS playoff. You can't sit here and tell me that a 64 team football playoff is not the one of the the truest forms of the sport. Oh yeah. So I, maybe without reading the whole article or understanding it in its entirety, I'm just thinking out loud. This is how I see it. Like you're you get you'd have an elite. I'm going to use ten. To, I'm going to use twelve. You're going to have twelve of your rich programs, quote unquote. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. And I'm not. I don't mean to cut you off. Baker estimated a hundred. God damn. I know. I'm just telling. I just linked you the article in the um in the chat. I just linked you the article. You can uh, you can skim over it or read it whenever you have time or whatever. But um, but that's the the uh, Q and A article for it. But yeah, he estimated that a hundred universities would be able to, if not would, opt into this uh, subdivision. For reference, there are currently minus the the two Pac-12 teams left. There are currently sixty-eight Power Five teams. Excuse me. So, so you're talking sixty-eight Power Five teams more. plus another thirty G five teams, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So, pick thirty G five teams that you think are going to pay six million dollars a year. In NIL money, I could probably pick five. I don't know that I could pick 30. Man. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, I, I just, I didn't know if you had seen that proposal. I had not. I'm, I'm so the thing is, is intriguing. To answer your question, I don't think it's bad for the sport of college football in general. No, no, no. Let me rephrase. I don't think it's bad for the sport of football. For college football, it's not. I think we've had this discussion. It's not anymore. You can't, you can call it that because the kids are in college, quote unquote, but they're professional fucking athletes. They, they, I mean, they are. So I run it back to the way I think about it now is like last time I went, when I went to a major college, I went to KU from, oh, three to oh five what do you consider major well, i mean they were i don't know I, would, I wouldn't i don't know if power five was a fucking thing in 2003 well but, i was just curious is, is major power five or is major like division one because if major is division one i went to two division no i would i mean i would call major i mean i would call major a power five if i'm gonna if you put a definition on it okay um but like i had classes with athletes like yeah. there were not i didn't have all of my classes with athletes but I, there was lectures i was in where athletes were in and you knew they were athletes i mean i had the um, same thing at, at arkansas state though yeah but where i'm getting at this where i'm going with this is like now i'm going to use angel reese as an example at lsu she's a student athlete at lsu but she does not attend in-person classes because of what her status in the NIL has caused. 
because she's become such a celebrity, quote unquote, on campus that they don't, I don't know if it's the university that's deemed it unsafe or who's deemed it unsafe, but she does not attend in-person fucking classes. Doesn't, doesn't matter. She is, she is not a student athlete. She is a professional athlete. Absolutely. And I'm like, I have my own feelings about online school in general, but like that just takes it. And my opinions of online school are not, are not positive. Good, by the yeah, way. I, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. So, she is 100% a professional athlete. Like they, they all are by definition because they're getting paid to play a sport. The thing is like, though, is I guess what, I, what you're getting at, are you, I, I mean, is that a bad thing? I guess is, is that what you're getting at? Or I think it's a bad thing for your quote unquote college sport. I think it, I, I truly 100% believe that. You think it's a bad thing for kids to get paid? I don't think it's a bad thing for kids to get paid, but I think there should be a cap, a universal cap across the board. I don't think there should be a cap. if So if this subdivision thing goes like is a thing, there shouldn't be a cap. Because you're essentially turn. I mean, you're essentially creating the. Dude, you can't call it anything else. If this subdivision, this the richest schools get the opt-in subdivision of college athletics like happens it's just the minor leagues of of pick a sport so why not if that happens why not open up like your nfl why not go from you can be you can be go the nfl draft at 18 out of high school but i don't think that's i think that's an nfl rule i don't think that's an ncaa rule well i'm i think it is an nfl rule why not why not why wouldn't the nfl change it why not well, they might. They might just not have caught up yet. Here's the other thing, too, though. Here's here's the other thing I think about is is if if we're gonna call these college athletes professionals, which I think we should. If you're, dude, here's okay. Look, if you make more money than a doctor at 19 years old because you're the starting quarterback at USC, you're a professional athlete. That is your career. Okay. Fuck that. If you make more than the average salary of a person in your whatever, whatever I'm just state I'm just you're playing I, in. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. I'm just I'm just using a, a baseline, but like, that's your career. That's what you do for a living. You make more of a living than ninety percent of the people that watch you. More than that, but if if you're going to be a professional athlete, there's nothing wrong with going to college. But there's no reason, and this is going to sound, I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to agree with me on this, to be honest with you. This might be one of my hotter takes, honestly. <laughs> there's no reason for you to be in class. There's no so, reason. There's no, there's no reason for you to be in class. There's no reason you can say you can sit here and say I don't oh, disagree want. with that. No, no, no. I'm not you saying should you should not I'm be not, in fucking college. I'm not saying you, but you can't. Okay, but the way that the NFL works now, you can't go to the NFL straight out of high school. You can't. You're not allowed to. Then go play in the fucking XFL with Dwayne the Rock fucking Johnson. I, and 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 in five years that may be a more viable option. But you know what's go not play, a more viable. 
But, but here's the thing. Professional football. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The bet, I would argue, I don't know this. This is a guess. I'm guessing. 100% total guess. The highest paid Canadian football player in the history of Canadian football makes less than the starting quarterback at an average Power 5 school. That's like, I want to break shit. Like, I'm so fucking mad. I want to break shit. Like, that's why I think, like... Okay, Fuck. but see, here's the thing. But here's the thing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of this is to say the countless conversations you and I have had. I don't think these kids should 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 be kept from getting paid because of their name. Okay? If there if there are people if 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 ESPN and fucking whoever is making millions of dollars off of these TV deals because these kids show up every Saturday and play on TV, the kids should be getting paid, okay? That's that's number one. But number two, I don't have to be interested in the sport. And I think, so I think both things can be true. I think that I'm perfectly allowed to say that those kids deserve to be paid for the work that they put in because make no mistake, it is work that those that they are doing. They are working. That is their job. I think they should be paid for their job. I can also, at the same time, not give a shit about their job. And the way that college football is going is I'm moving a lot closer to that part, uh, to, to that level of feelings towards college football because it's, it is so shoehorned. Like, everything is so forced in college football now. Like, I just, I don't, it is, it is uninteresting. It's uninspired. It, 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 there's a clear lack of, of, of heart, basically. Like, well, you got guys just, like Caleb who's like, there. oh, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play in the bowl game. I'm just going to, like, it's not there. I, I get why you're not. I understand why you're not. And I don't 100%. disagree with why you're not. 100%. Based on what the current state of the sport is in. I can, Do I agree I can, with it? No. I can think that, I can think that you, I can agree with your decision not to play, and I can also not like your decision not to play at the same time. I can think it's the right decision for you for your personal career, but also think that it's selfish. And I don't think that those are mutually exclusive. I think I can I think that we're allowed to believe this that, that both of those things at the same time, which is why I think it's perfectly fine to pay these players. And if people are gonna pay you know, ESPN $15 a month or whatever it is to watch football games every year, then so be it. But I don't have to, I don't have to like hate payers, players getting paid to like football. And I don't have to like football or I don't have to hate football and think that, well, I hate football because everybody's getting paid and it's not, a, it's a professional sport. I'm perfectly fine with it being these kids getting paid for their jobs and, and it being professional and all that. But if that's the case, there's no reason they need to be in class. Okay. There's no reason that like, like, like let's not pretend that it's something it's not. Okay. Like you, we can sit here and say they're student athletes all we want. If you make $6 million to show up every Saturday and play football, student should not be the first word in that description. 
No. Like, and we need to move on from this because my watch just told me my heart rate is over 120. Jesus Christ, so, buddy. So we need to relocate. Get that cholesterol medicine, bro. It's blood um, pressure medicine, and I took it this morning. Whatever. You need to take some more, clearly. I will when I wake up. That's wild. Tomorrow. I wonder what yeah. mine would, would be if I had it. Um, that, that, I mean, the general, the general gist of what I'm saying is, is I think I asked you this. I wanted to ask you this, and I don't mean to make your heart rate go up more. If you have a stroke, don't worry. I'll call 911. So don't, <laughs> don't worry. I got you. I got, I got two German shepherds with me, so good luck. Okay, dude, I got your back. I'll call the authorities for you, okay? I'm not going to let you just how like. Many, how many 911 transfers would that take? Oh, through. it would take it would take a few. It take a few. Um, so the question that I wanted to ask, so it was posed on I don't even remember where I saw the question, but it was it was a good question. What would it take with the current state of the way things are? Like that, that there, there's this push and this push and this push, and every year there's something new. There's a new push. There's a new limit. At what point do you not? watch college football anymore man i mean so i mean i'll go first so i'm i'm at that point now and and and, and it's not just the florida state thing that is kind of a a a catalyst but but at a in a bigger issue is the integrity of the sport is gone we don't have a legitimate postseason. And even with a 12-team playoff, we won't have a legitimate postseason. The same four teams play every year for a bullshit title that no one really cares about. Like, there's no... The, the, competitive, the competitiveness of the sport outside of the top 10, top 8, is irrelevant, is non-existent. And I don't think that's a interesting or or... Uh, fun sport to watch or keep track of. I'm at the point now, personally. So I think there's teams. I, I, I truly believe there's teams in each conference that aren't at the top who still try to play college football in its truest form of amateur football. Um, I hate the current transfer portal. I hate it. I don't think All right, Dabo, be, calm down. No, I don't think you should just be allowed to fucking up and go whenever the fuck you get butthurt about whatever you're butthurt about or just greener pastures. I don't think that should be a thing without no, having agree. without having to sit out for the year. Can I say something? Unless, unless also, you are a graduate transfer. I also don't think that the NCAA should just arbitrarily be able to tell certain players they can play and certain players they can't. I 100% agree with that because they're because reasoning, that's the way it works because, right now. Because they will tell one person one thing and the same per, the, another person with the same fucking argument a completely the complete opposite thing the, the next time. The the twins that we were talking about in basketball a couple weeks ago, Cavender twins. Yeah, that played for the super awesome mega elite academy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're not allowed to play, but the guys who played with you on that same team. The team that you, yeah. that you played on that is the reason we're saying you can't play. The guys who played with you, no, they're allowed to play. They don't have to sit out. Yeah, because the NCAA and is I, arbitrarily and I, picking, like, choosing who gets to play. 
and I get that we're in a we're still in that weird period where there's where that COVID year is still in effect. Yeah, and I get that, but it. I'm not. I'm, see, the I'm thing not, is, the COVID year should be about eligibility. The COVID year shouldn't be about you can transfer. You can, you can spend six years in school, it. and you can transfer six right. fucking times and play. You know, six. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I'm not right. far behind you when it comes to the. I'm close to being done with it. I just didn't know. Like the reason I asked the question is: there something that you can see happening in the near future that you would say, like, if this were to happen, you would say, "I'm done." Like, not pinpointed. I mean, there's not one, one or two specific things necessarily. It would be a like you'll, you'll know it when you see it, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I never, I never even, it had never crossed my mind until you said it when we were talking the other day about FCS football. But like, I could, I can get down with that. I can get down with that. I have no problem. I mean, I'll, at, at worst case, give it a fucking shot. Hell, I've watched North Dakota. I've watched North Dakota State football before on fucking TV. It's almost like watching eight man football. It's fucking wild. Like it is. How many times? I mean, I've, how many times have I been at your house? We've turned on the UCA game several times. Yeah. Now I hate their fucking field, but I'll watch them play. Yeah. I mean, Hell, I've got a motherfucker. It's cheaper to go watch in person if you want to. It's well, I've got like, an I've got an FCS uh, an FCS stadium ten minutes away from my house. Like yeah. I mean, it, but it is, it is the true, currently today, it's the truest form of actual, what college football is supposed to, what amateur student athlete college football is supposed to be. It, it, the FCS is the truest form. Yeah. It's the highest level that isn't corrupted by the, the, the money of ESPN. And what like and it's not just it's not just football related when it comes to the transfer like it's the transfer portal rules and the COVID year rules as it is currently is I mean obviously across all sports that's I mean well it sucks. if we're talking I hate it if we're talking basketball the transfer portal screwing basketball up personally. I think hundred percent. And this is coming from one of the, one of the, a fan of a coach who utilizes the portal. Like more than like, anybody else like, in the country. Like Dion fucking Sanders does. Yeah. Like <laughs> Eric Musselman is will flip Deion a fucking Sanders. roster without thinking about it every year. A hundred percent. Oh, I just had four five-star freshmen come in. Yeah. Every one of you needs to transfer. Cause I'm bringing in these guys. Like mm-hmm. that's our coach. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's detrimental to the sport personally. But All right, we're getting off college football. Where are we going? We're going basketball. NFL? We're going college basketball. No, let's go NFL. NFL. NFL short. How about your so, fucking Steelers, bud? So listen, I don't I don't miss Trubisky. <laughs> this guy, dude. Someone pays this man money. Did you know that? This dude collects a paycheck. Isn't that crazy? From the oldest owners in the history of the football game. Oh, the Roonies? Yeah. I didn't know they were the, the oldest in history. I'm pretty sure they're... I'm confident they are. The longest... I mean, that may owners. be. I, 
I'm pretty sure they're the longest tenured owners in the football in the NFL. That may be the case. I I mean, I have no idea. Maybe. Um, yeah, it was a rough Trubisky game. He went 22 of 35 for 190, one TD, one pick. Dude, if you TD throw rating. 22 pass, 22 completions for 190 yards, dude, you can go, dude, you 5. can. 5.4 per, per throw. Quit. Leave. Let me ask you this about the running game. Would Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph be a better quarterback? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's your question? Good question. No. I appreciate no, that. No, yeah. That's Good not question. A, is Najee Harris terrible? Terrible yes. at football? Or is he just done with the Steelers? No. No. I so okay, so you've seen this happen before. Uh I think I think what's happening with Najee is the same thing that happened with Jamal Williams. Um, I think it's the same thing that happened with Kareem Hunt, uh, minus the violence. Um, I think it's the same thing that happened with, um, I mean, hell, there, there's 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 plenty of examples, but even like um, LaShawn McCoy, like 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 you, these guys were really good, and without any warning, they just weren't anymore. Um, I think Najee, it's happening to Najee earlier than it happened to those other guys. Uh, Zeke, Zeke Elliott, same way. Um, yeah, he had 22 carries for 68 yards. Yeah, there's not a lot of decline. It's just like one season, I'm, 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 I'm the number one guy. I'm good. You know, we're good to go. And the next year, uh, I can't rush for more than two yards a carry. Yeah. And I think that I don't think that Najee is bad at football per se, but I think that he hit that wall because it seems to happen with running backs more often than other positions. It, the way that I look at it, um, he hit that wall, that running back wall that that I'm kind of talking about earlier than most guys do. But I think that's just what it is. He 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 has a position. He has a spot. Um, on plenty of rosters as a committee guy, as a third down guy, maybe as um, a receiving back. He's, 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 he's decent out of the backfield at catching passes. Um, he's not, he's not a, a, a three down back anymore though. He's not a, he's not a day one starter, you know, every down. I, it's just, it happens. I mean, and, and I just think it, it, he could prove me wrong. He could come out next year and just be, uh, you know, be back to his 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 last year, and, uh, you know, self. Um, or not last year. He was kind of it was a little rough last year too. I think. Um, I don't think it's, it's been a few years since Najee's had a. The year before, I think, was the last time he was he was good. Good. Um, he could come out next year and be good again. I just don't. I don't think you look at these guys that this has happened to in the past. It just doesn't work out that way. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. He'll he'll play he'll play plenty more years, but it won't be as a as a heavy workload type of dude. Um, that being said, here. Bailey Zappi had a had a had a pretty decent game. Shout out New England, man. They 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 won their third game of the year, I think. 
Three and ten, baby. Woo! We're killing it. <laughs> three, three and ten. I wanted to bring up the Patriots because last week on December third, six days ago from today, they played the Chargers. Uh huh. The Chargers won terrible. in New England, six to zero. Okay. Bet that was Can a you think of a more boring game to tune into and watch than that? No. Six to zero. No. I'm curious if six to zero has happened since the since leather helmets. Yeah, since the forties. I don't know, probably not. It's awful. Uh, last week you had the Cowboys, who are now nine and three, beat the Seahawks forty-one to thirty-five. Cowboys hey, dude, that NFC East. That's a that's tough. That's a one game, one game, uh, one game race right now, buddy. Yep. Philly got the freaking dog they shit got, beat out of them. But San Francisco scary. So I heard so a thing. Them, I think it was. I think it was on. I think it was on Nightcap when I heard it. Um, San Francisco, they still play that kind of that old school football that that uh, Unc was talking about, where their receivers they have big, big physical receivers that mm-hmm. go downfield and block. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, they go down. They they will hold. I'm like hold blocks. Hey, they will block. Debo's one of the D-backs. best, man. 35 yards downfield. Mm-hmm. Debo's one of the best. I think Debo Samuel, like, the, his stats aren't going to show it, but mechanics-wise, I think Debo Samuel's one of the best wide receivers in the league, personally. He's one of the best to ever played a fucking position. Yeah. I mean, Debo Samuel yeah. is a is a IQ, football IQ. The dude is a stud. There's not there, there's not a lot of wide receivers that are, are anywhere near that dude in in, in – Knowledge of the game. I mean, went into Philadelphia in weather and beat the fucking brakes off of them. Yeah, it was bad. And you know, I'm a Jalen, I'm a Jalen fan, man. Um, but it was a rough day for <laughs> God bless. Rough day for the birds. It's dolphins. Dolphins ran away with it forty five against the fucking Commanders. Tyreek Hill is going to be the first receiver in history to hit 2,000 yards receiving. That's fucking wild. And he will very likely do it with two to three games left in the season. And he deserves it, man. That is wild. So I don't think – I heard, that. I heard uh, again, shout out Nightcap. I think they talked about this. I don't think Kansas City is wrong for getting rid of Tyreek. I think at the time it made sense. I think it still makes sense. But I don't think that they have an adequate replacement is not the right word. I was gonna say there's there's not a replacement for him. But, but that's not, not the right word. The, the, that's not the right word because the thing is is you you can't keep you can't hold on to him. You can't afford him. No. No, you, you can't, can't afford, afford him. him. You can't afford him plus Kelsey plus Pat. You just can't afford it. So Tyreek is the obvious cut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't think that there's enough talent. Again, not to replace him, but to supplement uh, the potential yardage, I guess you could say. Oh, not even fucking close. I don't think there's enough talent at, re- at receiver to supplement that. I think that they, they kind of screwed up. Um, they kind of screwed up after not by getting rid of Tyreek, but by not doing a good enough job of supplementing that position after he was gone. Correct. You have to. You have to trade him. You have to. I mean, yeah, you, you can't because you're not trading Travis and you're not trading Patrick. And you're doing what you can on the other side of the ball to not trade Chris Jones, who right. also, right, once and need. I mean, not only once paid, but need. I mean, at this point, needs paid. Yeah, and and you got a guy. You got Kelsey. I get he's thirty four, but you've got a guy who's been. Hey, age don't matter when you put up the yards, bro. No, it doesn't matter. Ask but Tom it, Brady. You've got a guy who's played that position. I'm specifically for the Chiefs, but. Top two best tight end, top four best tight ends in in history, but especially currently. Oh God! You haven't yeah, top four. You haven't you haven't paid the guy. Shannon Sharp put the motherfucker in his in his Mount Rushmore tight ends. Tony Gonzalez put him in the Mount Rushmore tight ends. So I would Brock say put him in the top. Four I would say ends. Tony Gonzalez. Personally, number one, Tony Unks, Gonzalez. Number Unks one was Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and Gronk. So I would put Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, Gronk, and that's where I run into the issue. That's where I run into the problem because I hundred percent I have those three in my top four. I just don't know between Kelsey, between um, who else did you list? Kelsey, or excuse me. Gronk, Antonio Gates, Gonzalez, and Kelsey are the are the four that that uh, that Shannon Sharp listed as Mount Rushmore, and Gronk and Gonzalez also listed those those four. And Shannon Sharp, he he said he's like he goes if we're going off season like in season like regular season numbers alone he goes I'd put myself in there, but he said what what Travis has done in the postseason alone far outdoes whatever I did. I don't know. I think right now I'd have to do some research right now. I'd probably put Travis in there, but my top three is always going to, my top number one is always going to be Tony Gonzalez. Uh, But right. I mean, the point I was getting at, you've got a guy like him, Travis Kelsey, who's been in, in Kansas city since 2012, 2011. He's making $14 million. They haven't yeah. paid him either. And he's came out publicly and said, he's like, look, he's like, he didn't use this word. I'm going to use it. He's essentially kind of a pushover because his agents are like, you can go somewhere else and make more money. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere else. Well, and that's the thing. You have players that are like that. I mean. He's like, do I want to get paid? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'd want to, I'd rather be happy with where I'm at than you have guys that are gonna that are that are gonna stay where they're at and take a little bit. Now, left. Tom Brady. To be, let's be. Let, hold on. As much shit as Tom Brady gets, Tom Brady did the same thing. Absolutely did. Tom Brady. T- Tom Brady took less money to stay with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. 
Like, now, like this year for Kelsey is is different because you've got State Farm endorsements, you got Pfizer endorsements, you've got <laughs> he's getting. Here's the thing, though. Here's the only thing. The only thing I say about that. The only reason that I say the, the only thing I say about is at this point in his career, at his current age, his name is tied to the Kansas City Chiefs. Absolutely. But with his age and where he's at in his career, like especially since it came out in um, his fucking interview with the Wall Street Journal and said that he thinks about retirement almost constantly. You I mean you if you're the chief, if you're the chief organization like you're not going to go give him you're not going to offer him 20 million dollars next year to stay. Or he's still he's under contract through 24. You you're not going to offer him 20 million in 25 in 25. You can't. Not saying that, is, that's the number not saying that's the number that they that they would go to, but you can't justify increasing his salary by seven eight million dollars for one or two years you can't justify that at his because he'll be 30 the fact he'll that turn 36 what is in he, that season here's here's my question what is he okay and i get you and i are not going to be able to answer this question because these dudes are i mean they're the top one percent of the top one percent of competitors right so i understand there's a different there's a different mindset when it comes to competition with these dudes than like us and like the normal you know, riffraff of, of college football fans. Um, but I'm, I'm, I guess the point I'm getting at is Kelsey could retire tomorrow. He could forego the rest of the season and retire tomorrow. And he'd be in the hall of fame. Like, like the dude, I guess the point that I'm getting at is what do you have left? What do you, what do you, if you come back or if you go to another team or whatever the case may be, whatever decision you make out like other than retirement, what, what's your goal? What are you trying to prove? What are you trying to accomplish? Like what is left on your list to, to finish? What do you, what do you, what are you doing? Is my question, and I don't. I'm not asking that in a, in a facetious way or in a negative way or in a, like whatever. I'm legitimately curious. If you come back at this point, what are you doing? Because, because, like I said, tomorrow you retire. Thirteen weeks, ter- thirteen games into the season, this year, you're a Hall of Famer. So, based on obviously not being in his head or being any closer friends with him than I already am, which is very very distant <laughs> but based on what you guys, he like said, text each other text each other to sleep every night like what's the yeah 100 he'll whisper sweet um, things into each other's ears but based on what he said like i fully anticipate the 24 season to be his last season but why not 23 that's my Just question like what are you what are you what is your goal what are you doing what are you out to prove not necessarily prove, just a uh, the commitment that he's made, the contract that he signed. He's going to work. He is now, going okay. to work. Now that's, he's going to he's going to work out his contract. That's okay. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. I'm cool with that answer. I don't. I don't think he'll. Re- the only. I think the only thing that would push him into an early retirement is like a very, very, very 
like season ending injury. Um, well, yeah, I mean, well, for next year, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody who watches fucking sheet, like he is very obviously slower this he's year. Slower. Than he was yeah. Last he's year. slower. He's, uh, I mean, that's, that's really, he's, 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 he's a lot he's, slower. He, well, this year he's slower, but also this year he has to deal with, He's got guys outside of him on the line of scrimmage who aren't producing. And I say that. Who seem incapable of it. Who do seem incapable of it. And everybody's talking shit about, oh, and I'm going to bring it up. Oh, he needs to get his head out of his ass and get on Taylor Swift's ass and play football. The motherfucker is leading tight ends and receiving yards this year still with all this shit that you say he has going on and he's not focused. He's still averaging 11 yards a catch and has 813 fucking receiving yards this year and is going to break 1,000 again for the ninth straight year. Yeah, I don't think... I'm not saying that he's not the best No, I'm not saying you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where people are coming from. But it's like they're putting the blame on him, even though... Well, he's not putting up 100-yard games a, a week. Okay, here's They're putting the thing. it on him because he didn't have any support on the outside because these motherfuckers can't catch a goddamn ball that lands in their fucking hands. Well, here's the thing. It's not only that. The fact is, I can sit here and say that Patrick Mahomes hasn't looked like Patrick Mahomes this year. That doesn't mean that, that, that it's his fucking fault. Right. That doesn't mean right. that it's his fault that the, the, the team is going through some struggles. Right. Travis Kelsey, just because he's slower, doesn't mean that's it. His fault that the team's going through. In fact, I don't. I can't sit here and say it's any one person's fault. But I think if you had to assign like a pie chart of blame, the receivers are probably going to get most of that pie chart. One hundred percent. But the fact is, is no one can deny Travis Kelsey's slower. No one can deny Patrick Mahomes has looked lost a few times this year. Mm -hmm. No one can deny that. Nope. But you can't sit here and say like, "Oh, well, be, because he's such a big name, because he's the face of the team, whatever." It's his fault that the team's not doing it. That's not. That's not true. No, it's yeah, not true. he's having a, a a below average season or below average for him season. Not even below average for the league, but below right. average for him. It's not. It's yeah. not. I mean, yeah. You 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 try to blame what you want, but at the end of the day, like there's there's twenty two starters on a team, so you know. Let's not try to let's not try to pin it on one guy. Um, He's at eight hundred and thirteen yards receiving right now, projected to be at one thousand one fifty two based on current statistics. So just because it popped into my head to jump off the Chiefs for just a second. Um Deron Bland, current NFL leader, I believe. He might be tied. I think he took the lead, though, for the most pick sixes in a season. Dallas no, he Cowboys. He took Dallas the lead. Cowboys. Deron Bland got absolutely freaking cooked by DK Metcalf last last week. Did he? All game. Yeah, this <laughs> motherfucker was getting torched. All game. He got himself a pick. He got himself a pick. But but he was getting the entire first half. DK Metcalf. Like I don't understand. This dude looked like he didn't belong. We're talking about the 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 single season P 
pick six leader in the history of the NFL this year. Getting just and good. he got freaking smoked, buddy, by DK. Well, let me tell you this. That doesn't bode well for their their uh, matchup this week with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I think DK's faster than both those guys. He might be faster, but I don't think he's as swift as Devontae Brown is, or Devontae Swift, or Jesus Christ. Jesus, I'll buddy. I'll figure it out. It's you know where I'm going with it. It's the 12-pack. Blame blame the twelve pack. We're not even. We got a ways to go, bud. We got a ways <laughs> to go. You pushing it, but it's a little. It's a little early in the morning to be. You know where I'm going with that, though. What with the, with 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 them getting smoked next week? Yeah. The boys. Yeah. Oh, the Eagles are going to tear them apart. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Devontae Smith. Let me Devontae Smith. Nah. That boy Quiz. It's not even it's not even Devontae Smith. Quiz. Quiz out. Hey buddy. Quiz out there too. It's it's Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts make all them guys better, man. Jalen Hurts is, is, is gonna put the hurt I on them. I do not dudes. disagree. I do Jalen Hurts gonna put the hurt on them guys, man. Hey, you Jalen gotta hey, got you gotta get hey. Dak Prescott over the last He's what balling. four games? He's balling. The last four games, Dak Prescott's looked like the best quarterback in the freaking league. Yeah, I can't deny been... it. I can't deny it. As much as I'm I'm not rooting for them guys, man, I can't deny Dak Prescott has looked really, really good this year. He's making a case. Uh he's making a case uh for MVP, honestly. He is. Yep. Um but but he's looked really good. But I think I think the Eagles I think the Eagles pull that one out, bud. Let's run oh, through a little uh hold on, hold on. One more thing. One more thing. Just a, a quick announcement. I've gotten my first win. I'm officially... Talk about this. Officially... You're officially not kicked out of the Fantasy Football League. Officially 1-12, buddy. I can I guarantee... Ru- I hope you ruin somebody's postseason. The guy that I beat was 6-6, six and six, so I might have. Um... I have, I have, I can guarantee you a hundred percent without a doubt. I will not finish winless this year. There's always next year though. We can try again. And that is good enough for me. Honestly, that sounds like a low bar It's a really low bar, but it's good enough. One, one win. Good enough. Good enough. Fair enough. Let's run through. Let's get, let's do a little pick them this week. Uh Oh, are we taking notes? Or are we just? No, I'm running through the whole the fucking. I'm running through the whole schedule here. No, I know, but are we? Are we? Are we picking, picking, or are we just going off? Well, okay. hell, fuck it. Hell yeah, let's write it down. Give okay. me something to talk shit about. You ain't gonna be talking shit to me. Shit. Huh. Okay. We gonna find right. out next week. Buccaneers at Falcons. Atlanta by two and a half. Who you got? Uh, Bucks. Same. Colts at Bengals. Bengals by two and a half. Oh. Colts. Damn. Gardner Minshew. Yep. Rams at Ravens. Ravens by I'm seven assume, and a half. I'm assuming you got the Bengals on that. 
I would I went Bengals, yeah. Okay, sorry. What was it? Rams what? Rams at Ravens. Ravens by seven and a half. Uh Ravens by a lot more than that. Same. Bills at Chiefs. Chiefs at one. That one? One. Uh I'll take the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs as well, but I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna give my I'm gonna tell you why. Defense. Because the Bills are one and four away. One and four away from home. That's my main reason. Josh Allen struggle on the road, boy. Yeah. Broncos at Chargers. Chargers Broncos. two and a half. Doesn't matter. Same. Broncos. Jaguars at Browns. Browns by three. Jags. Same. Wait. Uh. Well, no. He pra- so Trevor Lawrence. Supposedly, Trevor Lawrence was back practicing this week. He's practicing. So, yeah, they and should he be. Didn't good to look, go. He didn't look like he was struggling much at all. Yeah, they <laughs> should be good to go. Saints by six. Panthers at Saints. Oh, oh, I don't know, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> They're both terrible. Golly. Panthers are 0 and 7 away. Is Derek Carr starting? I think Derek Carr's out. Is he? So who's their quarterback? Let me let me see if I can pull it up. They're not gonna do that goofy shit they did a couple of years ago where they were starting Taysom Hill. If <laughs> Derek Carr is currently questionable if he does not play, Jameis Winston is quarterback. I'll take the Panthers, bro. Okay. I'm going Saints. Okay. Texans at Jets. Jets. Texans favored by three and a half. I'm going Texans. I actually, oh fuck! I've it has been announced. Up. It has I'm been announced gonna... that that um, fuckface, not Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's starting quarterback. I'm I'm switching my pick to the Texans. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's not a joke. 100% sweep my picks in the Texans. He don't uh, want to be there. You can't rely on a quarterback who doesn't want to be there to 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 yeah. go, to show up and play his best game. It's not. And then you happen. got a guy who came out and said he doesn't want to be there, and let the and the guys are going to protect him from that. Yeah. No. No. You can't. No. Absolutely not. Vikings at Raiders. Minnesota by three. I'm going Raiders. Yeah, right. I mean, dude, they've been. I hate to say it, they've been they've been up lately. I'm going Raiders. 49ers at home against the Seahawks. 49ers by 13. I'm going 49ers. Oh, I bet the Hawks cover though. Geno. Yeah. I'll go. I'll Seahawks. go Niners with the with the Seahawks cover. Yeah. Cowboys at Eagles. Dallas by three and a half. I'm going Eagles. Eagles. Your ball breaker Monday night games. You got two of them. You got Titans at Dolphins, Miami by 13. I'm going Dolphins. That's easy pick. See, this is why the NFL is kind of – I feel like it's a down year is because a lot of these games, like, 
I feel like they're easy picks. And then they sub- then they completely fuck around and flip it. So I know in hindsight it's hard to to say because we know, but going into Thursday, who would you have picked in the Steelers Pats game? Because I would have picked Steelers I would have picked Pittsburgh. Like yeah, all day, and not even as a biased level, just because New England's been so freaking bad. Like yeah, I would I would tell I it would have been more than a three point spread. I can tell you that. Even with Trubisky, yeah, even with Trubisky starting, I would have picked Pittsburgh. Your game at the same time as the Dolphins game, you've got the Packers at the Giants, Green Bay by six and a half. I'm going with Pack. Yep. Got to. Jordan Love's Love is been, balling right now. Yeah, I was going to say, balling. Love's been lighting it up, dude. Love's been lighting it up. So, so for reference, uh, going through this, the only uh, non- same picks we have is Saints Panthers Colts. No, I took the and Colts. Colts. You took the Bengals. Yep. Saints Panthers, and that's it. Yep. So, All right, let's move to uh, college basketball, bud. Well, game of the week, obviously Arkansas beats Furman uh, on Monday night is. No, no better game to watch. Uh, I think that was the highest-rated television game of basketball ever in history. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's all we need to discuss. Uh, I do want to point no, it, out that on Tuesday, Michigan State fell to four and four Fuck. after a loss to Wisconsin. Who called it? Did we call it? Who called it? We did. I feel like we hundred percent. Like there's only it. like there's only one one group of guys out here who called Michigan State sucking when everybody else had them in the top four at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yep. Oh, which they was it us? Which they were, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that works. It's almost like we watch basketball like a little bit because that's all you got to watch to know that Michigan State wasn't going to be good this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point that out. How do you feel about Arkansas not being in the top twenty-five, dude? I don't agree with it at all. I don't agree with it either, at all. but I'm also not super salty about it, if that makes sense. No, it does. Because, I mean, I mean, chip, dude. They got that chip on their shoulder, man. Chip. That's absolutely they got, a chip. Like, they got OU. They got a ranked OU team coming to the, to, what the, what do they call it? The Scarlet something classic? Are they, are they, are they playing that in Tulsa? Oh, I don't know. Is yeah, it's in game? Tulsa. Yeah, no, it's in I Tulsa. I thought it was in Tulsa. Yeah, we play them every year, but yeah. which wait, well, how is that going to how do how is that going to work when OU joins the SEC? Like, do we still play OU as a non-conference game when they join no, the SEC? You can't. No. no. Well, you can, you can, because someone did it last year. Who was that that did that last year? Do you know what I'm talking about? They played a conference game, a conference opponent. Oh, it's Mississippi State. It's Mississippi State. Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Um, They played a conference, obviously they're conference opponents, for a non-conference game. I'm just saying there's I don't like it. There's precedent. Like There's precedent. You can not like it all you want. There's precedent. 
yeah, whatever. The worst part about it is I may be thinking about baseball. That's what the worst part about this whole thing is. I could, I, I, I could, I'm pretty sure actually I am. I'm pretty sure that was a baseball game that, so Ole Miss and Mississippi State played a three game series on the weekend. So their conference record was whatever the three game series was. Right. They also played a midweek series that did not count toward towards either of their conference records. Okay. I, I'm remembering it now. It was baseball, so I'm just an idiot. But they did play um, a midweek series, and it did not count towards their conference records, even though they're obviously conference opponents. Conference opponents, um, right. I do want to point out one thing. On uh, Thursday, December 7th, the UCA Bears defeat the UALR Trojans at home, 75-71. to 71. To bring UCA's combined record to two and nine, hey, two and three at home. Little Rock went to four and five, zero oh and three away. They can't win an away game. Hey, that was on the uh, Pearl Harbor anniversary. Sure was. Sure was. There was two games so you... uh, that were over a hundred points that night. Delaware State beat Virginia Lynchburg one hundred six to seventy three. And North Alabama beat, I don't know what the fuck this is, Rust, 109-65. to 65. Did you see the, the Lady Razorbacks dropping hundos on folks? Let me tell you, let, listen. Uh, Poffenbarger, boy. <laughs> they were, I saw that I'm old enough to pop, like, I'm, old enough, I'm old enough to pop some diamonds. And golly, bud. Listen. She I was, saw that score. And I was like, how, "How come? How come we can't drop no hundos on nobody?" They got these. Yeah, they yeah. got these girls out here dropping freaking triple digits on folks. Bro, we scored twenty two in an entire half <laughs> earlier this season. Like, what are we talking about? And went to overtime. We went to double overtime, and the score was lower than eighty. Like, yeah. And we got we got we got these 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 young ladies out here dropping triple dropping digits. dimes. Hell yeah. Golly, man. Anyway, sh- oh, uh quick shout out. I will forget. It's the only reason I'm interrupting college basketball talk if I don't say it now. Um Lady Razorbacks volleyball. Elite eight, buddy. Come on. We beat Kentucky in the sweet Come sixteen. On. We're in Fuck the Elite that. Eight for the first time in school history. Hey. In volleyball, pay day. them women. Pay them women. Oh, dude! If you don't think with 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 postseasons like that, if you don't think they would be included in that fifty percent, they have to be wrong, buddy. They would a hundred percent be. They would be a hundred percent. Them and the and the bowling team. Bowling. That was a joke. I don't know anything about the bowling team. Um, Thank God. I know we have a really good women's soccer team. Really. Uh, a really good golf team, women's golf. And then apparently our volleyball team is halfway decent this year. And then obviously softball. Pay them basketball girls too, man. They're good. I don't think they're ever like, they're usually not like top 25. I don't think, but they're, they're decent. I mean, they're usually middle of the road in the conference. Our softball team though, our softball team has been fucking stout. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry, college today, basketball. Let's do. Let's later do the, today, let's do we've that. got um, 
UConn at home against UAPB, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, bro, Pine Bluff's going to gun them down, boy. 37 and a half. They can pull it off. Kentucky's got can pull it off. Don't give a shit. Illinois at Tennessee should be a decent matchup. Illinois-Tennessee? Yeah, Illinois-Tennessee. I think – It's a top 20 spot. Tennessee by six and a half. Yeah. I just I think Tennessee I think Tennessee Tennessee's gonna be faster. With that one. Yeah. Tennessee's faster. Big Ten basketball is similar to Big Ten football. Slow and methodical. Yeah. yeah. Purdue and uh Purdue's got Alabama at home. That could be I hope they beat the I'm so glad Alabama dropped out of the rankings too. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Like if we dropped out, they had to drop out. Absolutely. Absolutely did. Um, Central Michigan, Creighton, Charlotte, Duke, Houston, Christian, Texas. No one gives a shit. Wisconsin, Arizona. No one. I mean, it's a top twenty-five, but Arizona's in. Arizona should be able to handle that game. Yeah. Jackson State, Houston. OU Arkansas, buddy. OU Arkansas and KU Missouri is your your interesting games of the day. I think TCU Clemson is too. TCU is better than they're better than they are given credit for it, and I think Clemson at 24 might be high. I think TCU Clemson is going to be a good one, too. They're both undefeated. Clemson in favor of one and a half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that's going to be a good game. Um, but, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Missouri-Kansas is, is going to be a sneaky, sneaky good game. Honestly, if it was anywhere, the, if it was anywhere but Allen Fieldhouse, I'd be a little bit more concerned about it. But since it's at home, and it's Missouri. I don't think it's. I don't. Ku covers thirteen and a half easily. You want to know? You're not going to like me for this. Oh my god! I think Ku wins, but I think Mizzou covers. I don't agree with that. Thirteen and a half. I mean, dude, that's that's for for those two teams. That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, what do you think about the over/under? I'll, I'll give you that. What do you think about the one forty-six and a half over/under for Arkansas, Oklahoma? I think it's high. I, I thought the same. I think it's high. I mean, I, I know. Game. I think the winning team scores in the seventies, but I think it's going to be low seventies and it's going to be like that's going to be one of those like seventy-two, sixty-nine, like seventy-one, sixty-five. You know, something like that's going to be one yeah. of those games. Uh, I think, you know, just looking at, just looking at from the outside, I think that's what it's going to be. Um, also I don't want to, uh, I don't want to just completely ignore it because I think that they're going to be really good this year. They are good. I think they're going to be really good. Um, Marquette has a, has a game against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And I think Notre Dame, while they're not you know world beaters or anything, I mean it's it's a solid matchup. So yeah, um, I think the Marquette Notre Dame game should be pretty decent. Um, and then if you like West Coast basketball, you got Gonzaga Washington and you got uh, UC Irvine San Diego State. Both of those games should be halfway decent. I'd watch and, UC Irvine. I'm not watching fucking Gonzaga do anything. I hate them. Well, Gonzaga's playing at Washington, so I know Washington's Don't. not like great or anything, but like there's go a Huskies. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, can Put Michael, Michael Phoenix Jr. on the fucking floor and let him 100%. run? Let him be PG one. One hundred percent. Let him go. Fucking, I hate Gonzaga. I, it's not necessarily. I hate Mark Few. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm, yeah. One hundred percent. And you know, you know what's even worse about it? There's only one reason that I hate Mark Few. Let's hear it. He was such a freaking jackass on that when he got caught driving drunk on that oh, body absolutely. cam video. He was such a jackass. One hundred percent. And I can't oh, yeah. stand that. You got can't stand mm, it. No. Fuck him. From our personal, from our personal, you know, background in the in the field, um, that shit gets on my nerves. Absolutely. So I just, I, I, just, I don't know, I don't care who the fuck you are. Yeah, I just, yeah. That's really it. I, I have nothing against Gonzaga's university, but yeah, Mark Few. I'm. I, I don't have any. I don't have any. Uh, anything for him. So no. What else you what got? Else you got? Anything? I'm. That all I got. Shohei. Yeah, I think it's oh, getting close, dude. It was supposed to be close. So have you seen all the fucking like all these people like so Bob Nightingale are... basically busted every like the entire news media out. So everybody's like. Oh, Shohei's on a plane to Toronto. It's going to be announced on Friday. He's going to Toronto. We're track, dude. They're doing this flight tracker for this plane mm-hmm. from LA to Chicago. Talking about this is Shohei's plane. This is Shohei's, right. He's on the way to Toronto. Bob Nightingale comes out. Shohei Otani is not on a plane to Chicago or to Toronto. <laughs> Shohei Otani is at his apartment in Southern California. Right. And everybody's like, I guess. I guess we're all guess idiots. We wrong. The entirety of, of Major League Baseball sports media is a bunch of idiots. Um, so, yeah, the Shohei Otani sweepstakes is still in full swing, and everybody's stupid except Bob Nightingale. Shout out Bob Nightingale for being level-headed. Oh, uh, got, got the Sox. Go Sox. Uh, Tyler O'Neill traded to the Red Sox today. So, you know, always gotta, always gotta show love to the cards, man. But but Tyler O'Neill was a he was a good one. Hate to lose that dude. He was one of the better, one of the better guys on this team. But it's cool he's going to Boston um, to hang out with. Uh, I don't know all the other fucking Boston people. Have you seen that? The t- did you see the tweet today about Boston's outfield? Uh-uh. I don't remember. I think it might have been. Uh, I don't remember who posted it. It might have been Carabas or one of the baseball's dead guys. One, I don't remember. It was on Twitter. Uh, Boston has like the most jacked outfield. Like Tyler O'Neill is freaking jacked, and then <laughs> they had side by side pictures of all of their outfielders, and every one of them is just fucking yoked. <laughs> like. Like yeah, they go on may and not get be, it. Uh, they may not be the best offensively, may not be the best defensively, but they can outlift every one of your players. So <laughs> right. it's all that matters. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. In the big time news, the Royals have not done anything of note. So in the big time news, there's no news. Is that what you're? No news. No okay. news. So instead of the New Heights new news, we got no news. 
Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I still think Otani is a Dodger at the end. I think he's a Dodger. Uh, Yamamoto supposedly Steve Cohen flew to Japan to meet with Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Supposedly the Mets are the front runners to land Yamamoto. Um, which means that the Yankees, Oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't, we didn't touch on that too. Um, but which means that the Yankees who are originally it, you know, the expected winners of the Yamamoto contract uh means they might not be getting him yeah but the yankees did get one freaking soto they did i saw that who'd they give up for that the i didn't even see it uh who cares they got one freaking soto (laughs) they could have given up aaron judge and it still would have been a still would have been a good trade um can you imagine that outfield with Aaron Judge and Juan Soto, Jesus, dude, the lineup. Oh, I hate, I hate the Yankees, man. I really do. I really do. You're not alone. You're not alone in that sentiment. Well, yeah, me and King Griffey Jr. both, man. <laughs> <laughs> Two peas in a pod. You know, me and me and the kid just just tight. You know. Just like that. Um, mm. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, props props to Juan Soto for, you know, going to a team that can win games. Uh, but yeah. also, fuck the Yanks. So. Yep. There, were there any other big trades? Am I missing anything? I know we're I'm still waiting out. on... Oh! Uh, Erod. Eddie Rodriguez got... Uh, picked up by who did he fuck where did he go it was a few days ago now this is why we need to do this every day (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a freaking D-backs D-backs signed him okay Okay. and the O's uh, Orioles signed Craig Kimbrell so, you know, Felix Batista, uh, yep. the new King Felix, um, will not play next year. So, because of his TJ. Um, so they pick up Kimbrell, who is 35 now. Yeah. I think on a one year contract. Um, God, how many teams has Kimbrell been on in the last five years? It's got to be five, right? Damn close. I mean, you probably you White Sox, Phillies, White Sox, Phillies, O's. I'm missing one. I know I'm missing one. Um. Anyway, yeah, Kimbrel's with the Orioles now since they don't have a closer next season. Uh, speaking of closers, Josh Hader's on the market. Excited to see where he goes. Be cool if he went to Philly. Since 2016, Kimbrel, Red Sox till 18, Cubs, White Sox, Dodgers, Phillies, Orioles. Dodgers, yeah. Um, yeah, so Hater's still a free agent. Uh, excited to see where he goes. 
Edwin Diaz comes back next year. Dude, can you imagine? So, <laughs> God bless. Give me the trumpets. If the Mets land Yamamoto and then they have Diaz closing. God bless. Like. But there's like every five, six days. <laughs> but still, I could watch it. I'd fly to New York to watch that. Oh, I'd watch it. Dude, if, if you, Yamamoto if York Yamamoto came in, pitched like pitched like eight shut, got to the ninth inning, they're they're up like one nothing, and Diaz comes out. Do you know how fucking hype that build that like it would dude I New York City would experience an earthquake. I like as much as I will always like stand by Citizens Bank being the premier fan experience for for major league baseball like that specific scenario the like new york might be the might be the only place to be that day yeah yeah because that would be yamamoto comes out pitches eight shut you're up one nothing diaz comes out with the trunk and 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 tiny tempo has to be there that like he's got to be there for it oh yeah to play it live, hundred percent, like he did last—not last year, but the year before. Yeah, bro. Yeah, electric. Bro. Your tickets could cost five hundred dollars, and it would be worth it. Once in a lifetime. I'm kind of Once selfish. I wish Shohei. I wish like the Reds would be on in on Shohei, so I could just I could be real close. I could go see him every now and then. Oh, speaking of the Reds, that's other news that came out. No, maybe that was last week. Did we talk about this last week, Trevor Bauer? Yeah, we did. Okay. Never mind then. Never mind. Trevor Bauer might go to the Reds. That would be awesome. Go back home. Yeah, home. I mean, he's from he's from LA, but he played for Cincinnati. So I mean it's basically <laughs> basically home, you know. Same Cincinnati, Cincinnati Los Angeles. LA, same you thing. Know, it's basically the same city, you know. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. I just want to close with um, the committee is dumb. Uh, I hate all of you. NCAA needs to be abolished. Um, Florida State needs reparations. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I got here for it all right we're out till next week next saturday the 16th kind of spear bro i don't know spear